Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hello, my name is ENT, and this is the Just for Today for February 26th, Remorse. The eighth step offers a big change from a life dominated by guilt and remorse. Basic text, page 39. Remorse was one of the feelings that kept us using. We had stumbled our way through active addiction, leaving a trail of heartbreak and devastation too painful to consider. Our remorse was often intensified by our perception that we couldn't do anything about the damage we had caused. There was no way to make it right. We remove some of the power of remorse when we faced it squarely. We begin the eighth step by actually making a list of all the people we have harmed. We own our part in our painful past. But the eighth step does not ask us to make right all of our mistakes, merely to become willing to make amends to all those people. As we became willing to clean up the damage we have caused, we acknowledge our readiness to change. We affirm the healing process of recovery. Remorse is no longer an instrument we use to torture ourselves. Remorse has become a tool we can use to achieve self-forgiveness. Just for today, I will use any feelings of remorse I may have as a stepping stone to healing through the 12 steps. Thank you. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Sheila Kay. Hi, Sheila, and welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. So, Sheila, what is your clean date? Where do you attend meetings? And do you want to give your home group a shout out? Sure. Um, So my clean date is April 7th, 2018. Um, I attend meetings in the Lake Norman area, which is in North Carolina, uh, right outside Charlotte. And my home group is Recovery at the Hut in Cornelius. Awesome. All right, so Sheila, could you share your thoughts on the just for today on remorse? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Gosh, when I first heard that this was the one that um, I was going to speak on, I had no idea what to talk about. Um, And then it got delayed an extra week, and now there's all this extra stuff. I think that's just how it tends to work in recovery and with our higher power. Uh, So when I first came into the rooms, you know, I was an addict who went into treatment, not because I was an addict, but because my husband was. Um, And then once I got there, I realized that I needed to be there. Um, But I promised myself when I got there, I wasn't going to talk about what a horrible mother I had been um, or the type of drugs that it led me to. And I learned that I I had to share that stuff. And I had so much guilt and so much shame um, around that. I had never had children of my own, but I married my 
now ex-husband. Um, we were both active addiction and he had a little son. And so this boy I helped raise, he's 13 now, um, but I was just a terrible mother. And, and I just carried that guilt around for so long. Um, and my father died when I was 20 and I started using like crazy and I carried guilt and shame around that for about 15 years before I finally got clean. And so for me, remorse has taught me that I have to forgive myself in order for other people to forgive me. Is that gonna mess? I'm so sorry. It's fine. Um, let me turn this off. Um, and so, so I, I finished my eighth step last month. So this is perfect timing. Um, but it was, it wasn't necessarily, you know, I, I put it off for about seven months. Like I just didn't want to touch it and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and it was because I didn't want to face all of the things, um, that I had faced in the four step and I didn't want to think about all of the things that I had done and, and how to make that right. And, um, and now I'm glad that I did. Um, I'm working on my ninth step and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And, you know, I know that, that I can't apologize to my father who, you know, died almost 20 years ago now. And I know I can't go back and be a great mother to my son, um, when he needed me, but, but today what it has taught me is that a living amends. Like I don't, if I spend all of my time in guilt and shame, then that's just still being in a, a state of disease, not in recovery. Um, and it's the, being in the problem, not the solution. And so today I try to make a living amends. Um, I'm able to, to see my son uh, every weekend and, and be here for him. Um, and like I said, he's 13. Um, so I know, you know, I've had some difficult conversations with him and with children, like I, I can't go back and explain everything and, and, and it won't matter, you know, as a child, all that matters is, is that you weren't there, but today what matters is that I am here and I'm doing the things that, that. I wish I had done all the long, all along, but I can't beat myself up for that. Um, or I would live there all day. Um, and like with my father, when he died again, it's a living amends. Um, I can't go back and change anything that happened when he was alive, but today I can try to be a better person. And so I'm writing, I'm writing this list and, and, um, and my sponsor asked me, she said, well, you know, a lot of that is pretty recent. You know, don't you have any remorse or anything from when you were a child? And I didn't know what she was thinking about. Um, and then I was on, you know, talking with, with some friends, other addicts, and like, I realized I was, I had some derogatory nicknames for some people and, and I just had this epiphany and I was like, I can't go back and make amends to the kids in junior high or, or elementary school that I was mean to or made fun of. But I can recognize that these people today that I'm talking about, they have feelings and they're real people. And even if they don't know I'm saying this, I know I'm saying it. Um, and so the it's just such a deeper 
place than I ever thought that I could go like in my spirit. Um, because I don't, I don't, I don't want to cause or do anything that is going to lead me to a place of remorse. Um, I was never punished as a child, uh, because my mom said I had such a guilty conscience that I would punish myself. Um, and I, you know, an act of addiction, that wasn't true. I, I guess I was punishing myself, but not for hurting other people. And today when I can look at the things that I did and the destruction that I caused and not hate myself for it, like that's amazing to me. Um, and actually just to even be able to love myself. Um, but I had to get out of that place of guilt and shame or I would never have learned to love myself. I wouldn't be trying to make amends um, to people that I hurt or people that are gone by living a different way. So, you know, there's, there's so many things that I think I as an addict can get caught up in um, and feel bad about and, and my head wants to stay there. You know, like I, I don't want to, figure out the solution. I want to punish myself, you know, just like I did an active addiction because that's what I'm used to. I'm used to chaos and punishment. And, and, and it's so crazy because when I was able to write that list of things that I was remorseful for, um, and, and now working on step nine, it it's taking all the power away. You know, I've heard so many times what we focus on magnifies um, and that's so true. And so if I were to just stay on the eighth step and never go to the ninth, um, not, nothing, there would be no change, um, not in me, um, because I needed to recognize those things. And like I said, I didn't want to face it. I didn't want to look at it. I mean, I, I think not many of us want to, um, but God, I'm so glad that I did um, because I, I don't hate myself now um and just learning how to live the right way you know I, I a lot of people say that they they found themselves again but i i don't think i found myself again i think i found myself for the first time um because i don't i don't think i ever knew how to not be manipulative or not talk bad behind someone's back or not use drugs or um, not use other people. I just, I didn't, I, that wasn't me. Um, and so I feel like recovery has brought me to a place of finding the real Sheila, the one that was always there and never knew it. And, you know, and I say that a lot, I'm, I'm grateful to be an addict in recovery because I don't think I would have ever become this person. Um, and so, you know, I just, I, I'm just, I'm glad that I'm not living in that, in that state of constant guilt and shame because that kept me using, I didn't want to feel it. Um, and it wasn't nearly as bad to feel it as I thought it was very freeing, um, and to not have that. And I don't live perfectly, you know, like I'm, I mess up and, you know, and do a 10 step inventory at night and recognize when I did something wrong and, and promptly admit it. And that's so much more freeing than carrying around this guilt. Um, and I just, I'm so incredibly grateful today to even 
be clean and be able to be the mother that I wasn't able to be back then. Um, and that, and that was the one thing that I had so much guilt over that I thought I would never, um, I would never be able to get over that hurdle. Um, and I, and I, I am, I'm still learning. Um, but I, but I'm able to do it and I'm able to live clean and provide a a safe home and food and clothing. And I couldn't do any of that before. Um, so I'm really grateful for that experience. Thank you. Ira. Yeah, I absolutely relate. And I think a lot of people will relate to, um, your experience with the eighth step and remorse. And I know for me, I, um, I put off the eighth step for as long as I could. Um, because for a while I wasn't ready, you know, I wasn't willing at first to make amends to those people. I wanted to, uh, fix all those relationships right off the bat. Like I got clean. I want everyone to forgive me for anything I'd ever done wrong. And like, I quickly learned that I needed to figure out what I did and who I am and who I want to be. And I needed to like practice the steps in my life and, um, you know, actually change what I was doing, like change my habits and like turn some things over before I could make amends to people and, um, clear up those pieces of remorse and guilt and shame that I had been dragging around for so long. And then, then by the time I did do my eighth step, I was so ready. I was ready to make amends to those people. And I, I had felt like I had been applying the spiritual principles in my life. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's in the steps that we can really learn how to find ourselves. Like you said, like, um, we may be finding ourselves for the first time and it's kind of contradicting like finding ourselves means we lost ourselves but like I mean it's truly like I discovered who I was for the first time when I got clean like I I was I didn't know who I was before um I was pretending to be someone I thought I was and who um could uh you know get away with what I wanted to and everything but um yeah I think uh it's uh, one of the most amazing things about recovery and getting clean is you get to learn about yourself and who you actually are. Um, And you get to learn to be comfortable in your own body and form relationships with people that are true and real. Um, And so I think a lot of people are going to relate to everything you shared. Um, So we have a question that we ask our guests, and that is if you could talk to Sheila with one day or one week clean, what would you tell her today? What would you want her to know? (sighs) So much. Um, Honestly, I would, I would, first of all, she probably wouldn't listen because, you know, let's face it. Um, You know, that's just how I was. Um, But I think I would say, slow down. Like it's not a race. Uh, it doesn't matter what step other people are on. It doesn't matter how much stuff they have acquired. It doesn't, all that matters is today. And each day you will get stronger and each day you will evolve and you'll eventually become the person that you're meant to be. 
but don't rush it. Don't rush the process because it is so beautiful. And, and so many people will see it in you before you see it in yourself. And if you try to rush it, it's just taking control back and you've had control and we see how that turned out. So just trust the process and, and don't, don't try to make things come back faster than they're supposed to. And just, and write a gratitude list, really do it. People talk about it, but really do it because you tend to focus too much on the things that aren't there. But when you look at the things that are there, it's amazing. An addict just not using is amazing in itself. So add everything on top of that and just, just take it slow. You will get there. Just don't pick up. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.